This is the Kingsguard Capital Retirement Wars podcast with strategies to fortify and protect your retirement. Here is the Kingsguard Capital J team, Jessica and Joseph Servinka. On the Retirement Wars podcast today, could the value of your home be holding back your retirement? And what to do about Social Security? Hello, Jessica and Joseph. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Do you find that a lot of people, or at least some people, look at their home as their retirement nest egg? In other words, they pay off their house and their thinking is that I'll sell it, downsize, I'll put the profit in the bank and I'll be in great shape. We hear that all the time, especially a lot of folks who are getting into retirement. They want to move somewhere else, uh, go to Florida or just downsize because their current house is just too large for them to take care of. And while it seems logical to sell your large and expensive home just to buy a smaller and cheaper one, there are some factors that can make this strategy a little bit difficult. One of these challenges is the current state of the housing market. Yeah, so it's definitely not a buyer's market per se because, or a seller's market, because buyers do not want to pay the high mortgage rates, right? So the tightening of money supply, and they did this because they were trying to control inflation. So what caused that is individuals that need to get a mortgage and have a currently low interest rate mortgage, they don't want to replace it. So they're having trouble being able to move. There's not enough inventory and everybody is going after one particular house, then you may be stuck with paying a lot more than that house would have been worth two, three years ago. And that smaller home may not be worth moving out of what you have. So what are the options if you find yourself in a situation like that where the home that you intended to sell and fund your retirement, well, it's just not happening right now. So is that something that we should plan for? I'm guessing that your full scope retirement analysis really covers what if I can't do this? Yes. And it's not about us giving you the set in stone answer. It's about doing a customized report in all the different scenarios, this is what we are able to do. And I love it. You know, people think I'm crazy because I'll sit there and play out different scenarios, but it's such a valuable tool for our clients because it shows and exposes the pros and cons of making any particular move. Let's say my house right now is beautiful. It's worth a whole lot. I have a very small mortgage or I paid it off. Right. If I sell it, I'm going to get a large amount. But I'm in turn, if I want to be in the same situation that I am right now and not have to pay a mortgage, then I would have to spend more of my money to get a smaller home and it may not be worth it. Right. So a lot of times people sell their home, take a portion of that money, buy a smaller home and then take the rest and save it for their retirement. That's a win win situation. You can also think about renting instead of buying you know, renting a smaller house can oh, yeah. offer some more flexibility. Uh, you don't have to worry about maintenance, property taxes, insurance and all that. I can think of three of our clients right now who did exactly that. And we did a stress test because they were trying to decide whether or not to buy, move. I mean, there was, they were stuck. And at the end of the day, they ended up finding a really nice condo by the beach. Um, this is one particular one that I'm talking about in the area they wanted to move to, sold their property at the top of the market, are able to put that money somewhere where it's earning some interest. And uh, they're going to take their time and wait it out because 
all points to the potentiality of interest rates going down in a year or two. And then probably uh, we're seeing a relief on the on the real estate market, but we don't know. But at this time, they're pretty happy and they are walking distance to the beach. So they're thinking, well, it's okay. We'll take our time, mm-hmm. you know, have our cake and eat it too situation. More and more what I'm seeing, Cheryl, are people looking into reverse mortgages mm-hmm. and reverse mortgages allow you to stay at home, not pay a mortgage, give you an income stream. And then upon your death, it's paid off. And if there's anything left, it'll go to beneficiaries. Not exactly the ideal thing to do when you think about it right away, but it is an option for those who run out of money. They don't have enough and they can't go back to work. Having a home that's paid off is still very valuable. Especially if you don't have a lot of beneficiaries, if you don't plan to leave a lot. Absolutely. The older you are, the higher the percentage that you will get based on the value of your home. So think about it right now. The value of your home is probably some of the highest that you we've seen in many, many years. So if you are, you know, 70 years old and need an income stream, there is a very, very good chance that you may be happy with what you can get from that. Utilize it while you're living, have that peace of mind. And then afterwards, if you like you said, if you have no beneficiaries, then your house is paying for your retirement. You should be looking at everything, the whole big Absolutely. picture and see how making a decision like that and also incorporating what you have in your investments, your sources of income, Anything else that you might have like tucked away should all be looked at and planned before. That's the only way you can really make a solid decision as far as what direction to take. A game plan, a strategy, right? If there's enough time. Now, mind you, if you're already there, you're 70, 75 years old and you're out of any savings and you ran out of money. This is like people's worst fear in retirement. I'm going to run out of money, right? In that situation, this is one obvious approach to look at it. But Avoiding that and looking at what you your options are and what you can do entails looking at the big picture. Like Joseph says, look at all your savings and assets, especially if you're not yet retired, then maybe you need to up the ante a little bit and prepare yourself better. What to do about Social Security, guys? We have talked about it so much. Well, okay, so they're thinking about raising the retirement age. And right now, the normal full retirement age is 66 or 67, depending on your birthday. The idea of raising the retirement age, this has already happened uh, several times in the past, as they've seen like life expectancy and health improved over the years. Um, but the original retirement age for Social Security was actually 65 when the program was created. And then over time, it, it started to increase to 67 for those that were born after 1960 part of the 1983 amendments to Social Security Act, but um, I don't know. It's raising the, the retirement age. I don't know if that's a perfect solution, but uh, and it can also uh, hurt some groups of workers more than others who's, you know, those who has like physically demanding or maybe a stressful jobs that may not be able to work longer without, you know, hurting their own health and well-being. Um, and these are just one uh, of the different ways that they may... So let, let's, talk about, let's, let's talk about, uh, let's look at both sides of the coin. And Joseph is correct. For some people that may have some health issues, that can't work, haven't saved as much, but are forced to retire. Perfect example, my dad, right? He ended up having, uh, before retiring and before this happened to him, he had totally 
perfect income savings. He was going to have a great retirement. He got sick, lost half his money. Everything happened to him in 2008, the worst that can happen. So he was in a, in a different situation altogether. However, the flip side of this is let's go back to when Social Security started. Joseph mentioned life expectancy. We're living longer and longer. And Social Security's full retirement age started at age 65 when the program was created. The very first individual that received the first Social Security check was Ida Mae Fuller. If you look her up, right? This was back in 1940, guys. 1940. They were not supposed to live past like 40 years old to begin with. Well, guess what? Ida Mae Fuller, she lived to age 100 back then. Okay. So for me, and, and I, and I get, you know, excited about this because this has been such a problem that it hasn't been addressed and I don't see it uh, being resolved tomorrow, right? Because it's being supposedly worked on for so, so many years. I'm glad they're finally verbal about it. This should have been part of the campaign. This is such an important topic that's not being solved yet. And when it comes to 20, 30 year olds and Joseph, I'm throwing you under the bus, extending it uh, to a older ages for full retirement is not a big deal. We are living longer, right? So that means you have to work longer to get your benefits. And maybe this will open up everybody's eyes to see social security is not meant to be your income. It's supposed to help you out, but you have to save enough because there's no more pensions out there. You need to put away money, work longer and reduce your expenses in retirement and not look at social security as your main paycheck. Plus we got that looming uh, 20, almost a nearly 20% reduction in social security coming up. If they don't fix this, the people today that are already at that full retirement age or nearing the full retirement age during current law, nothing should change for them. However, this across the board reduction of 20% in 2033, unfortunately, it looks like everybody's going to get hit with that unless they can have a solution in you know the next 10 years. But Social Security, it. like that was never really meant to be your only source of income for retirement. That was designed to be like a supplemental uh, source of income along with your other sources, such as like pensions and sure. savings and other investments. Sure. And that's why um, the message is clear for all of those that still have 10, 20 years before they hit full retirement age or retirement in general is that the focus is do not count on Social Security as your primary income. Create your own pension plan. That's what we do for people today. If your employer doesn't offer pension plans, you can actually create your own pension plan with getting the smallest portion of your savings and contributing into something that's actually going to guarantee you a paycheck to help with the baseline, right? With the foundation of your retirement needs. And that needs to be addressed. And I think that finally we are seeing that being talked about there and encouraged. It's an incentive to save more in retirement, to look at other options aside from just the 401k and IRA, which are great options to start saving, but we need to start planning much sooner, even though it's a boring subject to a lot of 30 year olds. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And they don't see themselves retiring soon, but before you know it, Cheryl, you and I both know time flies before you know it, you're there. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, do I have enough, right? Those of you that are 40, 50 years old, now's the time to crunch down, be selfish, start planning, come see us. Let's do a full scope retirement analysis and figure it out. They're also talking about reducing benefits as another way to curb this. 
well, increasing taxes. But you know what? Reducing benefits, Joe, tell that to a 70-year-old. They weren't prepared for a reduction. No. You're going to tell them that now. We need to look at the younger generation and we need to stretch out that. I believe in that, but we have to work a little bit longer. We're living longer and we need to save more. You know this thing that happened in Washington, Cheryl? Do you remember we did a, a show on that where they were actually taxing individuals who did not have long-term care? Yes. And it happened in June of 2023 in Washington. And there's like 10 other states that are coming on board with the same plan. It's almost an incentive because they're saying, hey, long-term care is such an issue. Insurance companies are not around and paying for it as much. The cost is extremely high. Medicaid is running out of money, just like Social Security and Medicare. And so we're going to incentivize everybody by taxing you if you don't have it, right? So now we need to do something similar to push people into start taking control of their future and start saving. And that's hard. People that work, you know, they just don't contribute. But little bit by little bit, I've sat down with people that have amassed so much in their retirement nest egg just by starting early and just contributing little by little every single year. And over time, it grows. And that's going to be what's going to protect you at the end of the day. Jessica and Joseph Cervenka, arming you with the information you need to fight for your retirement. Have questions for Jessica and Joseph? Reach out to the J-Team at 804-886-1196, 804-886-1196. And join the Kingsguard Capital J-Team each Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on News Radio WRVA. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or for any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Advisory services are offered by Kingsguard Capital, LLC, a registered advisor firm located in Virginia and Florida.